Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A young kid from Italy, Yannick Sinner, take out the, uh, the men's uh, title. Uh, taking out Djokovic in the uh, in the semi-final and what a performance that was he absolutely dominant dominated uh, Djokovic which doesn't happen often uh, and uh, good thing about it is uh, Guru we've got um, wheelchair legend uh, David Hall who's going to join us and talk thing uh, talk all things Australian Open Hawley welcome to the program mate uh, welcome to Saturdays on the coast and uh, good to uh, speak to you for the first time this year Oh, good morning, boys. I can't, I can't believe you guys are in Budgie Boy, my old, my old stomping ground where I grew up and where I started playing tennis uh, down on those those courts on on Scenic Drive. I, I can't believe you're in Budgie Boy. Fantastic, mate. We just drove past the statue, or the place where the statue's going to go. I know Steve has been, Steve Allen has been uh, <laughs> working on this for years and years, and hopefully. He can get it across the line at some stage in the future. Mate, you must have loved what was going on uh, at the Australian Open uh, with the performances, uh, not only in the men's division, the women's uh, was outstanding. Sabalenka was absolutely dominant in her performance uh, throughout the whole tournament. Uh, and then, of course, Matty Ebden taking out the uh, doubles. It's the third year now that uh, Australians have taken out the doubles uh, in the men's. Uh, he joined uh, Bapana who become the oldest man uh, or person to win a major title uh, in that double. So some great performances, mate. What was the highlight for you? Oh, look, I mean, it, it was a wild, crazy tournament. I think the, there were so many things going on with it within those two weeks. I think, oh, Shiontek and Rybertina going out early and the top half uh, in the women's draw. But, uh, I mean, I, I just really enjoyed Sabalenka. Like, I think she... Played fantastic. She didn't lose a set uh, the whole tournament, and and I think, oh gosh, in the final uh, against Yi Wang Zhang, I mean that was like a dominant, uh, dominant performance, and and I think yeah, Sabalenka, like I don't love the grunting to be honest, but uh, I think her her personality uh, really really shone through there, and and just the way that after the match, after the ceremony, she was. Uh, in the tunnel, uh, heading back to the to the dressing rooms, and she strutted. Have footage of her strutting along with the trophy, like she was on uh, the catwalk, and I and I thought, oh, that's that's really cool. Like she's really enjoying uh, winning her second Grand Slam, and and I think yeah, she she kind of she's been an emotional player in the past on court, but I think she she kind of toned that down and and really just uh, just used control power. Uh, throughout the tournament, so I think that was, yeah, that was probably the highlight for me. But yeah, the men's the men's draw was fantastic, and and I'm happy for Yannick Sinner because he's kind of been knocking on the door uh, the last couple of years, and he's seen Alcatraz uh, win uh, a couple of slams, and and so I think having having Darren Cahill in his corner for those two weeks, I think has been gold because you know Cahill's coached Stewart 
to slams. He's coached Agassi to slams. He's coached Simona Hallam uh, to slams. So he he knows how to how to whisper those uh, sweet nothings into the players' ears for those for those two weeks. So good 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 for Yannick Sinner. Yeah, Hawley, Gary Birkinshaw here. Glad to mention about Darren Cahill. What do you think makes him a good coach, and how important is the coach in the tennis um, in the tennis setup? Because you always hear about Nick Kyrgios saying he doesn't need a coach and all that type of stuff, but the success of Darren Cahill may uh, may make a myth of that, though. Yeah, it is. And look, I think he just has so much experience uh, coaching top level players that I think it's just those one percenters that make all the difference. And I think if you if you've got a guy in your corner that believes a thousand percent in you as a player and and just knows how to manage those two weeks of, of a Grand Slam, and I think he's I, I think it's helpful for Darren that, that he was around you know Nuke and Rochi and, and you know he was kind of in the era of, of Pack Cash, and so he was just kind of always around Grand Slam champions, and so he kind of knew what it took. Uh, as a player, and I think he's just kind of transferred that into the the coaching realm, and and I think yeah, sooner, man, if he can keep Darren as a coach over the next few years, I think he's got the temperament to go on, and and I mean even surpass Alcaraz. I think you know, everyone's expecting him to be the next big thing uh, to take over from Novak, but yeah, I think if Sinner keeps Cahill in his corner then I think he can he could do some pretty big things in tennis. Yeah, he certainly did. He, he defeated Djokovic, what, three of the last four times he's played him, I think. He won a couple towards the back end and had some big wins in, in tournaments at the back end of, of last year. So it's good to see him break through for his for his first um, Grand Slam. Who else stood out for you in the men's side that, that didn't win it but had a really good tournament? Oh, look, I think, well, I mean, you've got you to give props to Medvedev. Like, I mean, the guy, you know, he finishes one of those matches against, I think it was Ruzavori from Finland at, at something like 4 a.m. in the morning. And then he, he spends five hours on court there, and then two days later he backs it up, wins that match, and he had another five setter in there as well. And, and I think just, yeah, I mean, you've got to give props to Medvedev because he, he's, he's always there, he's always competing, and he just changed tactics in that final. Yeah, the first two sets, he just stood up on the baseline and he didn't return serve from, you know, 47 feet behind the baseline. He just tried to take it to Sinner, tried, tried to, to end the points uh, quickly. And and he just, I think he just ran out of puff in the end. I think the beginning of that third set was key. You know, Sinner kind of held the fort uh, and, and Medvedev just, just couldn't quite keep his legs, I think, underneath him. And... So, yeah, I think Medvedev really impressed me. And, look, I mean, Clay's not his best surface because that'll be the next slam at the French. But, yeah, I think keep an eye out for Medvedev uh, the rest of this season. The guy's got guts, you know, and I think that that goes a long way. And, mate, uh, Alex Demenor had a a great summer uh, with some big... uh, yeah. Well, some big wins over some uh, top-ranked players. He found himself uh, cracking the top ten, and um, but went out when he did. How do you how do you rate or how do you think he would have rated his performance uh, throughout that throughout the tournament? And you know, what's the future look like for him going forward? I think if you've got stock 
in Zimanor, you need to buy more. Because I think that stock is going to just go up and up. And I think he's, he's turned a corner. I think, I think he honestly could believe during those two weeks that he could win the Australian Open. And I think you yeah. could see it written all over his face. And I, I think he'll be disappointed, I think, in that five-set loss uh, to Rublev in, in the fourth round. But, I mean, as you say, like he had some great wins in the lead-up. He beat Novak, Zarev, Alcaraz. Uh, and yeah, he's cracked the top ten, had a great summer, and I think he's going to do well. Uh, we got the hard courts, you know, Vincent Wells and Miami uh, coming up next month, and then we kind of go into the clay. And so yeah, I think look out for a big year from Zimanol, and I, I, I think that ranking's going to go up. I, I don't know about you, mate, but I see a lot of similarities in his uh, grit, determination. Uh, the way he performs out on the court. And he's, you know, in, when you talk about stature, he's small compared to a lot of the other players on the circuit. But I see a lot of similarities and characteristics that, uh, you know, the guy that sit in, sits in his coach's box with him, Leighton Hewitt, possessed when he was back in back in his day. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I can see the similarities here big time. Oh, beautiful, man. I agree a thousand percent. I agree a thousand percent with you. He, he's like Leighton Clark. And yes. I think Leighton has got... I think he's gotten into his ear and he said, you have to turn this into a street fight. And I think Leighton was so good at doing that. And I think Zimanoz, he's really taken that on board. And, and you have to puff your chest out against Novak. You know, you've got to puff your chest out to Medvedev and you've got to show them that you're not going anywhere and you're going to fight this until the very last point. And, I mean, all these guys, the alphas, you know, they're uber competitive. And I think Zimanoz... I don't know how tall he is, 5'10", 5'11", but he plays like 6'2", 6'3". And, like, he's not going to have the raw power of Sinner or Novak, but he's just going to get everything back and he's going to hang around and he's going to fight to the death. And that is exactly how late he plays. We've been talking all things Australian Open with wheelchair uh, legend uh, David Hall. Hawley, thank you, mate, so much for joining us. Um, just touching on... Uh, we spoke about Dimonor before the break, but uh, Matty Ebden and his performance in the finals, oh, sorry, in the doubles uh, with his partner, 43-year-old Rowan <laughs> Bapana. What a performance, mate. Can you believe that? At 43, he's still going. And you know what? He looked cool as a cat, I've got to say, Rowan Bapana. <laughs> Man, how good is he? Like, I mean, oh. the, the, silky, the silky hands around the net and yep. the fact that he's just stuck with it. You know, all, all these years. And, and like, after they won uh, their quarterfinal round, that was when Bapana uh, elevated in the rankings to, to world number one. And I think that is just fantastic because, I mean, tennis is one of those sports that, I mean, obviously in doubles, you, you only have to, to cover half the court. But, you know, it's a sport for the ages. And you can play it right up until, you know, you're 80. I mean, I've seen guys play tennis in their 90s. And so it's for Bapana to be playing it at that level, uh, to be winning a slam, it's, it's just fantastic. And I did actually see footage of him uh, when he arrived back, uh, back at the airport in India. And he just received the hero's welcome. And I think he's, he's almost like the poster boy for you know, men or women that are you know, getting on into their 40s, like whether they want to you know, hang around on the tour or, or even make a comeback. And I think, you know, you see guys like, I mean, Novak, 36, going on 37. 
you know, Rafford's 35. I mean, everyone thought even that was too old, like, to compete at that level. And, and the, like, all these guys are just proving that, that you can accomplish great things mid-30s, late-30s, and in Bapana's case, early 40s. And who knows? I mean, he could play till 44, 45, 46, 50. He could go to 50. I think that would be absolutely crazy, but good on him and good on Matt Ebsen because he's, you know, he's, he's played singles primarily uh, early on in his career, but he's kind of transitioned more to doubles. But, but good for him. I mean, he, he's, he's done very well. I suppose we've got a text message here, Hawley, from Graham from Gosford, and it probably was a, a point that was probably raised several times over the tournament, and, and you touched on it earlier on when you were talking about Medvedev. The late finishes and the effects that that has on the on the players and also the, um, I suppose, the ability of them to perform at their best in their following matches. Yeah, very tough. Very tough. Because, like, the other thing is you're getting off court. I mean, he's getting off court at, like, 4.15 in the morning. Then he's got to go back to the change rooms. He's got to get in the ice bath. Uh, and then he's got to come out and do a press conference. And then he's got to have more interviews with other forms of media and then he's got to catch transport back to the hotel and so he, you can imagine he, and he's still wound up like your adrenaline would still be pumping and so he's probably not getting to sleep actual bed you know until 9am maybe and then he's trying to sleep through the day and you know that just screws up your, your rhythms of, of sleep uh, and then so you, can, you can kind of you might have a light hit that day but he might not even hit and then the next day he's got to come out and play another best of five set match and so that is very very difficult and just I mean kudos kudos to him for making the final you know it's it's a miracle he even won his next round but I think it's just very hard I think for the tournament they, they schedule that 7.30 slot for TV and so unless TV you know because they they like the networks want to run the news and then you know, they might put a like a, an affairs program on after that. So it's you know, Tennis Australia is kind of beholden to the to the T V networks, but yeah, very tough, very tough situation for everybody. Yeah, it certainly is mate, but the players certainly uh have performed and performed well. Sabalenka taking out the women's title, Matty Ebden of course for the doubles and uh Yannick Sinner, the the men's title. Uh, Hawley, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us, mate. All things Australian Open. Uh, it was a great tournament, and we really appreciate your insight, mate. Uh, my pleasure, boys. Uh, ha have a great time in Budgie Wood.